Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And, and our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. <laughs> happiness is egg shaped. Wait, um, happiness is egg shaped. Happiness is egg shaped and loves a circle with no end. Hello and welcome to the Happiness Is podcast with me, your host Bruce Aitchison from Happiness Is Egg Shaped, and we're breaking down even more barriers today. Another first. We've had a few, and today is one of those. I am absolutely delighted to speak to this man who is doing things that I didn't know were happening. He's very creative. He's put on this show, this play, and he's using rugby as the stimulus to get a message out about mental health. I've watched it. I am privileged. I am one of the people who has seen it, and I hope it's going to go big, and I hope everybody in the rugby world and in the rugby family is going to get involved, and it's going to spark a conversation, if nothing else, and I think that will be one of the aims of this thing. So let's bring him in without any more time to waste it's the one and the only mr daniel blake hello sir hello thank you bruce for having me on the show yeah i'm absolutely delighted now i have seen it um you sent me the link so i have been able to see it i've not seen it live and i do love live performances um let's let's talk about what's happened so far so you've had a run in peckham that rugby yeah. hotbed that's it you know peckham's got the well, Peckham really was uh, where it all started for us. Uh, myself and Nick Afoa, who um, was Simba in The Lion King. He's also an ex-New Zealand player. You've probably heard him singing the New Zealand National Anthem at the All Blacks game. Yeah, he was, um, me and him started a collaboration workshop 
at the beginning of the pandemic uh, called Redefine, a uh, collaboration between rugby and theatre. And the target of that was to, to keep everybody active and engaged during the pandemic. Because um, that's what, you know, with Boris being like, you, you know, you can't make theatre, you can't create, everybody's got to isolate. But they said one one thing, and that was you could still do sport. So for us, it was like we can still create theatre if it was in a sports setting. So we sort of brought this collaboration together. We, we did it mainly to begin with to tackle issues surrounding mental health, toxic masculinity uh, and gender stereotypes within the sport. Um, but what we learned was about this incredible community um, and I've never played rugby. <laughs> I'll say that straight off. Um, I was sort of the kid who grew up loving theatre, dance. And for me, I always felt that alien world of, of rugby. But actually coming to uh, grow into it um, and through these workshops and through the movement of rugby and understanding the culture and having rugby players come and delivering these workshops to 15 grown men on a field I, I've come to absolutely adore the sport and I'm so passionate about this collaboration uh, I think it's an explosive collaboration between rugby and theatre I think they work in harmony um, and bring something quite interesting uh, to the stage and telling stories that are needed to be told um, so I'm hoping that with this piece with Bones it's yeah it starts a conversation it ignites the the collaboration between both rugby players and theatre people and yeah just hoping more rugby people can come to see it um so yeah that's where we we've started in Peckham but yeah see where it goes you you're speaking my language there and as you as you started talking the hairs in the back of my neck went up when you were talking about <laughs> how you found rugby and and how you know you've you've embraced the community and it's embraced you that's a it's a powerful message now the the hope is that you go out into the world really and spread yeah. spread the word with this what what is the ambition yeah i mean i love to dream big um i think anybody that's met me knows that and yeah with this piece i mean it's about keep pushing up the tier keep getting it higher and higher this is an incredible show uh the writer lewis aaron wood um i've been working with him for two and a half years on this show um i was just about to graduate drama school and then the pandemic sort of like cut us uh short from actually being able to put on this show um which would have been my first uh professional show sort of a drama school um, but what happened was, you know, with the pandemic, we sort of put that on the back burner. Um, and now I'm ready. I'm ready to sort of take it on. And the first production of it at Peckham Theatre, you know, was very well received. Um, got some incredible reviews, just overall positive energy leaving the theatre, uh, which is, you know, everything you could dream for with your, your professional debut. Uh, so for me, it was where can we go now? I've always had dreams of this being performed to the rugby community. It is a play about the rugby players for the rugby community, tackling such important issues that I think, you know, we share this, that, you know, the passion that it is about talking about mental health and mental well-being, so that we can put the players first um, because it is a community and where I see this going. Um, I love to take it round 
rugby clubs uh, all up and down the country. So as many players, grassroots to professional can see this show, because I feel like if rugby players can see this, you know, they can connect to it. And then that conversation around mental health becomes that, that little bit more easy and accessible to people. So, so yeah, I would love to take what, it around. <laughs> what, what came first? What, did you need a story and then you found mental health or were you looking for a mechanism to talk mental health? So it comes in two parts, really. Um, Lewis, the writer, um, had a script and I managed to go see um, a very early draft at a scratch night um, over in London. And I was sort of gripped with the play. I knew that I wanted to create a show that revolved around sort of men's mental health, sort of tackling the stigma surrounding toxic masculinity. Had no idea it would involve rugby at all at that stage. But then watching Lewis's piece and, and hearing it out loud, I went, this is for me. Um, after having conversations with him, it was it was quite um, it's quite an eye opener early on uh, hearing he's a rugby player as well. So to hear his own experience and then that come alive on the page, I was like just drawn in from the passion. And for me, anybody that's passionate um, sort of is ticking my book. I, I think it's it's quite incredible. And, you know, I hope after you've watched the watched the recording of the show, um, you can see that the the way that the writing and the physical fear to the movement that I've brought to the show just really comes alive and, you know, authentically represents the rugby community. Because I think that's always the worry when you do a show about a different community that you've, you know, you've got no experience in. I worked with rugby teams throughout this whole in process. Uh, Dodgers Sevens, an incredible team that are doing amazing work in this industry led by Dom Hardman. Um, I had them on board from very early to sort of work through the movement and the physicality of actual rugby players. Bless them. I got them to do all sorts of fun uh, workshops and movement exercises, um, but they all just give their all. And, you know, I think it's, it's paid off in the end because, uh, yeah, the movement of the show is quite interesting. Um super proud of it i think it i think it captures the essence of rugby um and i can't thank the cast enough i mean uh ainsley fannin samuel holt uh ronan cullen and james mckay night after night they were putting in 110 percent effort into those tackles <laughs> and uh it showed they were battered and bruised by the end of it but uh I'm super proud of them. Each one of them uh, just gave the rule. I think it, they just embraced the rugby culture of it all and just got stuck in and put their heads down and just absolutely nailed their performances, each and every one of them. Hello, my name is Bruce Aitchison from Happiness is Egg Shaped and I am here to tell you where you can get your Happiness is Egg Shaped merchandise. Go to www.halbro.com and search for Happiness is Egg Shaped in the stores. We've got it all. Umbrellas, snoots, hats, towels for when you eventually get to go on holiday to the beach or by the pool. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, we've got all sorts going on there. Check it out. Get your Happiness is Egg Shaped merchandise. You can get it all coloured up for your favourite team or for your country, get involved because you know, I know, everybody knows 
happiness is egg shaped. I, I loved it, but I have to admit, it's it's like sport. I would much rather be there. You know, that, <laughs> that, that connection to, you know, you can watch sport on TV, like watching the Champions League or the Champions Cup, and you're in, you want to be there. You watch theatre on TV, you know, during lockdown, it was one of the yeah. things people were beginning to branch out maybe, or uh, we watched Hamilton as a family. We watched James Corden. We watched all... Nice. But watching a stage performance on a screen is not like being in the theatre watching it. So I really hope that this gets up and running and gets mobile and gets out because I, I want to go and witness it in person. I just, I've been reading a book recently, Eddie Jones, the English rugby coach, and yep. to help Maro Itoji um, on his leadership, they sent him to acting lessons. Incredible. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a little cameo for Maro Itoji coming up in this somewhere. If he wants a part in the show, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's let's connect hit, through social hit media. Hit me up in the DMs. We'll yeah. be there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's an interesting one. You, you've mentioned the phrase a couple of times, toxic masculinity, mm. which is, is an interesting one. It's that kind of bloke, lad culture that mm. is still a part. Um, you know, it's in club rugby. It's in... Um, it's in student rugby still, although there are moves to try and change that. And it's definitely in the professional game. Now, you're coming from an industry, you know, you're saying you, you didn't know about rugby. Um, but to to toxic masculinity is something you've said a few times. Is that because it's alien to the, the environment you're coming from? Or is it something you've experienced? Yeah, definitely. I think, so with toxic masculinity, it's often perceived i guess the sort of top of the food chain when you talk about that it's it's normally associated with the most horrendous men in the world that abuse women and um yeah the the, the top of that sort of like what you could think a, a toxic male to be but actually i think the the issue starts further down with the sort of lad culture coming in with like you know, the phrase is sort of like man up and um, what we wanted to achieve with this show is it's not about um, the rugby community portraying that image. I think the rugby industry has been stereotyped with this masculine image, which I think can be off-putting to people that don't fit that mold. However, when you actually examine and look at the rugby industry as a whole it's full of men of completely different shapes and sizes it's now full of incredible female rugby players and and transgender rugby players out there and I've had a privilege of being able to talk to as many players as possible over my time and hope that this sort of conversation leads to more conversations within the rugby community but this show is it's looking at examining the conversations said happening within the pub, within the changing room that we just, we don't fully understand sometimes the weight of the conversation. Um, as, as, you see, as you've seen throughout the show, our lead character Ayers struggles with his mental health and sort of feels like he's taking on an entire rugby team by himself, which I think is a wonderful metaphor for, uh, mental health in, in general is that that feeling of being alone 
But actually, what it is on paper is that, you know, you're not alone. The, rug the rugby community is behind you. Your rugby team is behind you. No matter what level you're at, the players create the community. So with this show, it's not about labelling the rugby community as people that um, that um, uh, people that uh, perpetuate toxic masculinity, um, but it instead is actually showcasing ways in which we as a community can tackle these minute. Uh, microaggressions of toxic masculinity, the stuff like, you know, not calling people uh, a pussy within context. You know, it's it's all about trying to really tackle those microaggressions so that it's we have a better standing point. I, I like that phrase, a microaggression. I don't want to yeah. give too much away because there are people listening to this and watching this that, that won't have seen the play. But <laughs> the, the lead character struggling with these... Um, mental health there were so many points through the play where there was a enough of an access that that next question could have been asked or his teammate could have mm. maybe got a little bit further or or made a judgment or sought help I can look back having been involved in the game for a long time and there are there are now men because I've, I've never coached women there are now men who I know have mental health issues. And I look back and I think, I wonder if that was when my I should have had my chance or that was when I could have asked the second question or that. How important was it to get that message across? Because I feel like you're really looking for action off the back of this. This is not just a thought piece to them walk away. You're looking for some action out of this. Yeah, 100%. It's, we use this... Uh idea of a ticking clock a lot within the within the rehearsal room um and constantly reminding the cast that there is that constant time pressure i think almost like a game of rugby is the first scene is set two minutes before time's up so for us it was like constantly throughout the show you know because this is something that you can't mess around with this is someone's mental health that that is on the line and i think ed we see it throughout the show develop um but what's more what's really interesting is his friends within the show their perceptive of mental health and how that you know you have uh ainsley's character will who's the almost the comic relief of the character that you know is always that typical lad always having banter and making jokes but, then but you've, actually, you've done that well, because, well, because every club has got one at least one of them, <laughs> and yeah. and you've got a cast of only four. So trying to get all mm. those characters from a club into four people, if you hadn't had him, you were missing a huge part of a rugby changing 100%. room, a rugby squad. You, you needed to have that guy that always has the comment or the name calling yeah. or is ready to go to the pub but the, that that person's going to live forever so having him in there was really important i think yeah and it it lightens the piece as well i think you need with with this sort of show it you know it can get quite heavy quite quickly if you don't so for me the the comedy aspect allows the audience to feel safe 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And to connect with it, I think we can all look at ANC's character and go, yeah, I, I, I know that person. I think with each of the lads, you can go, it, it, like Sam's character, the captain of the team, we all know captains like that. And his priority is the team and we all know that we all will give 110% to to a rugby game and each game matters so his driving force you know putting everything aside and putting the game first speaks speaks the passion for us I think that's what drew me to the the script initially was Charlie's passion so such a drive um to play the game that no matter any sort of injury um you would get up and carry on and play the game because that's what the team needed and i feel like you know the message of the show really is that we treat phys- uh, we treat a mental illness the same as what we would a, a physical illness and i think that is is really key in sort of like turning that conversation on mental health because if we can start to look at mental health almost like a broken arm you would get a broken arm fixed you'd go to the hospital you would get it fixed so why would we not do the same with with our mental health i think it's really important for our mental well-being as well as just building building that community um our character simply doesn't want to play the semi-finals because of the ultimate pressure behind that so for us it's like you know, if if he had, if he had a broken leg, you would say, ah, oh, you know, sit, self forget. Obviously, you can't play this weekend. But I think there's there's something quite important about saying, okay, you're not hundred percent there. I think you should, you know, take this weekend off, and then supporting it. And I think there's so many incredible uh, people behind uh, the scenes, sort of rugby side that are actually pioneering the conversation of mental health within teams. Um, and you can see it a lot more that sort of the mental health of the team and the players is being put first, which I think is how it should be. Um, but yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's also a part of it for me looking at the characters. And as I say, you're trying to get a whole club into four people but the person that's struggling with mental health is the person that everybody's looking at thinking, well, why would you have any issue with mental health? Mm. And that's one of those naive things about mental health that if you're the best and you're successful and you're good looking and you're all those, then why would you have an issue with your mental health? That that 
I hope is going to lead to an, a, a same conversation, but a different strand to it about mental health that it can impact anyone. A hundred percent. And I've, I think that's com- completely right. I think, you know, mental, mental health can affect each and every one of us. And taking that for granted is, is, is quite a slippery slope because it could happen throughout no fault of anybody's it can it can come and it can take take hold of you and i dealt with mental health issues in the past and i know the sort of struggles that it it takes to get through and i'm still learning and i'm still sort of gauging my levels in terms of my own mental well-being so it's really important especially showcasing a story about rugby players that suffer with mental health if you had looked at our cast, you would think, you know, oh, these men, they, you know, they wouldn't struggle with their mental health. So I guess as much as this show is for the rugby community, I think it's going to help the rugby community by showcasing it to a, a much bigger audience. Um, because then society can also see that, you know, just because you're big and strong and, you know, you can tackle your way through the pitch and through other players doesn't mean that you're you're immune to mental health and you can you can still suffer and yeah hopefully that this show inspires people to to talk and to have these open conversations and you know whether it's a you know a quick conversation with with the lads after training you know within the within the safety of the the rugby pitch you asked where i'd love to do the show I would absolutely love to take the show and put it on a rugby pitch because I feel like that's your safe space. My safe space is sat in a theatre and lights go down and I can relax a little bit uh, and just get immersed into the world. But I assume that's the the exact same for you guys is, you know, going into the stadium, putting the boots on. When you get onto that pitch, everything fades away. So I'd love to gift this show to the rugby community Put it, put it full front on a rugby pitch. Um, invite as many rugby players as we possibly can, and yeah, get them to see their story be told on their stage. For the last six years, Fill Your Boots has been making rugby happen at the grassroots level. Please get involved and go to www.fybrugby.com to register your club or to register as a player and join the online community to make sure that games continue to happen in the future. Join in clubs with players and players with clubs to make sure that we can keep the club game as strong as possible. Fill your boots bringing rugby together. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one because the I remember years ago I used to get the football magazine 442 and I remember there being a quote in there someone said that uh, the only place they felt safe was within the white lines. But there are other players who actually that's where the anxiety comes whether or not necessarily anxiety, but sometimes the pressure of mental health, whether it is because there's so many people watching or because of their importance to the team or they don't want to make a mistake and that can then trigger. But there are people who need that. You know, there's some high profile footballers who weren't functioning in any other space other than between the white lines. So it's it's a conversation that does hasn't got a box has it it continues to 
to come out with the box and, and there's no two are the same. A hundred percent. And I think that's why adapting to each situation and scenario and player is, is key in this is it's not us about. And I think that's what bones does really well in depicting each individual player. And what we learn is that, yeah, that, that idea that not one box fits, fits all. So as much as we can, you know, believe that we're doing the right thing. Sometimes you have to just adapt that for different situations and that's fine as well. And I think giving the player the space to be able to say, I feel safe here. I don't feel safe here. I think that's a really important first conversation because then you can start building upon that. You know, I've met, I've met many rugby players and that, you know, they want, they're like, oh, my safe space is the pub. And I'm there like, you know, that's absolutely fine. I think it, whatever your safe space is, as long as it's healthy, then I think that's a perfect place to have a conversation. I think, yeah, looking at alcoholism and stuff like that, you know, that, that can be quite a difficult, slippery slope. But in terms of an actual safe space to have a conversation and changing the environment and try, changing the conversation that's been had in that environment um is really important i think somewhere like the changing room for example you know from from the start of the show where you see the the lads you know full force after the quarterfinal match you know that high energy there's a lot of name calling and cat calling throughout throughout that scene but then towards the end of the scene there's some really heartfelt conversations that happen in the changing room and i think it's about showcasing the diversity of the space because that you know everybody finds safe safety in certain areas you know people find it in their homes people find it on the pitch people find it in the theater or in, in parks and i feel like yeah we just need to open that conversation up a little bit more and yeah no, I, I love the changing room. That's the thing I miss the most about being a player is the changing room. And I, I talk to people about this a lot. It's where you see people at their best and their worst. You see them quite literally stripped down. You see them, you know, when they've won and the world is perfect and you see them when they lose and it feels like there's no tomorrow. So I, I love the changing room and it is an important place and hopefully it is a safe space. But that way that you've described there, it, it can be fully charged and if it's fully charged then maybe we're not able to show ourselves as as we are so the the future is hopefully to get out and and to show this and to start the conversation so your your stimulus for this was quite a personal one yeah i yeah for me it was um engaging with a community that i never felt safe within um and sort of with the hope that um i can inspire more people to look at the rugby community with more of an open mind um more than anything i think that you know you guys obviously get the 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 brutal end of the stick really in terms of stereotypes um but actually what i've learned from the rugby community and what we want to show about the rugby community is how passionate you guys are and how driven but also how much of a community you are the friendships the you know it's something to really admire 
Um, we talk about it all the time in terms of bringing a cast together on stage. We, you know, we have people come from all over, they join a cast and we have to rehearse a show in four weeks and then we, we put a show on. But we, we talk about family and having to build a family. I've learned so much about that process just from my work within rugby teams and how you all, you know, connect. And, you know, if I can have a, a cast uh, within a show, have the same level of community uh, as a rugby team, the level of shows are just going to keep going up and up. I think it's it's, it's so impressive. Um, but yeah, uh, I also really want to do it because my, my family is massively into rugby. Uh, my uncle plays in Derby and yeah, they're just huge rugby heads in my family, but I never really got into it. So I always thought I really disappointed my dad when I was younger. Cause I was like, look, I was always the smallest kid in the, on the pitch. I was never really felt like I fit in. Um, so when I sort of told him over Christmas dinner that I wanted to do a play about rugby, he sort of like patted me on the shoulder and said, I don't think this one's for you, Dan. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, but no, it was a re real privilege to sort of, you know, put this on. Uh, I was so grateful that my, my parents uh, got to come and come to London to see the show. Um, that meant a lot to me. Um, and, and yeah, so for me, it was, Putting on a putting on a play that has so much meaning personally, but also I feel that level of trust from the rugby community to tell this story. And I I, I don't want us to come across as, you know, we're a theatre company that are trying to put on a play about rugby. No, no, no. We are a collaboration company that really brings together both the amazing qualities of both theatre and rugby to portray a real story. You know, this is, this isn't fiction. This is real life that we're, we're portraying on stage. And I feel like, Oh, there's a wasp. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's such a, an honor to be trusted with, with such an important message um, and such an important show. And yeah, I can't wait to see it sort of grow um yeah and see where it goes yeah, i'm i'm looking forward to it coming north so <laughs> daniel I've, I've absolutely loved speaking to you uh, thank you for the honor of being able to watch it uh when you sent me the link uh, i got there eventually but i've i've watched it and i've enjoyed it and i think i'll watch it again and um i think i'll might i'll watch it with my wife so that she can she can have a look and give it a critique as well because she does that very well um <laughs> what's the, the the future then is to take it out what's the future for you god it's a big question um so yeah so i've sort of just finished uh drama school a couple of years ago so graduated with my master's in fear directing uh yeah i just want to build this dream you know i'm, I'm huge hugely passionate about directing and making theater and and making theatre accessible. I think for me, that's the most important thing is, is perceiving new work through, through new lenses. It's, it's offering, offering the theatre out to the community and out to people that 
never fought theater was for them and inspiring sort of the next generation of theater makers and theater audiences uh whether that's theater and rugby or whether that's musical theater or straight plays i i can't wait to sort of showcase sort of my my ability to direct but also the collaboration between different areas of the world and bring them together on stage so yeah i love it <laughs> I, I absolutely love it so daniel at the end of these um i usually ask the guests oh. to finish the sentence i did i did prompt you a little bit and you've yeah. not really had time to think because you've I've been, not had time you've been talking <laughs> so daniel for you happiness is happiness is the collaboration between rugby and theater love it i'll take that Amazing. i'll take that one <laughs> and uh if you've got a role for a slightly overweight bald scotsman Absolutely. then you use me i'm fresh i do have three years as a panto dame on my cv so uh oh, incredible and uh, anything in there anything in that genre i'm your man i'm your man 100 percent, 100 percent and uh we'll we'll see you in scotland with uh with bones soon yeah let's (laughs) let's let's make it happen let's get to edinburgh festival let's take it to rugby clubs i'm there i am absolutely Absolutely, there daniel fantastic to see you i look forward to meeting you in the flesh at some point very soon thank you my man absolutely thank you thank you love it absolutely love it and another area of the rugby world hopefully helping this mental health message get across we've got to start talking we've got to keep that conversation going and i think this play is going to provide the stimulus for it hopefully it's going to be coming to a theater a rugby club or a pitch near you very soon please get there and support daniel blake you heard it here first watch this i'm I'm going to be one of those people that say i spoke to him right at the beginning i I was there right at the beginning he's got me to thank for it i hope you've enjoyed it if you have you can listen to us on apple acast and spotify you can watch on facebook and youtube tell your friends we're way over thirty-five thousand downloads we've got to be doing something right that can't just be my mum so please leave us a review so that other people can find us In the meantime, my name is Bruce Aitchison from the Happinesses podcast, and my happiness is egg-shaped. Look after yourself, stay safe, and I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And And our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. Happiness is egg shaped and loves a circle with no end. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 